0: Welcome to the New York City Crime Report with Pat Dixon. I'm your host, Pat Dixon. There was a famed mystery writer. I don't want to mention her name because it's embarrassing, but it's a good quote. It's ridiculous to set a detective story in New York City. She said, New York City is itself a detective story. All right. You know, it's really more of a defective story. We know that. I mean, I know weird things happen in every city, bizarre situations and incredible coincidences you know just strange chance encounters and everything happens everywhere really but if unusual has a capital i still think it might be new york city at least in the western hemisphere and if you listen regularly to this show you've heard quite a bit of evidence to support that but i recently came across an interesting story that illustrates a few aspects of the city i have yet to touch on and i'm not going to talk much about it Because there's a new podcast coming out that pretty much will handle that. And given the nature of what it's about, I thought it tied in pretty well. I figured I'd let you know about it. Chances are you'd be into it. Wondery's new true crime podcast, The Apology Line. It begins with Alan Bridge posting flyers around New York City here, asking uh, people to anonymously apologize for their crimes. And not to God or the police, but to his answering machine. So within hours, the calls start coming in, people apologizing for stealing, infidelity, lying, even murder. Alan got dozens of calls from people claiming to be murderers on this apology line, but uh, one really stood out, Richie. He was deliberate and measured, and his calls would leave thousands wondering if he was really the serial killer he claimed to be. That is, until Richie offered to provide proof of his crimes. Do you see where this story is going? I'm about to play you a preview of The Apology Line. Now, while you're listening, make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts where you can, you know, listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Wondery. Feel the story. The following contains descriptions of violence, including sexual violence, and may not be suitable for all listeners. Please be advised. <laughs> It
1: was early 1981, and I was with a group of friends at a loft in New York City.
2: It was a dinner party with, I think, about six, maybe eight of us around the the big table. Doug Welch was there
1: too. Through the huge windows, we could see the lights of the Empire State Building. Rosary candles flickered on a curved bookcase that separated the living room from the bedroom. These gatherings always went late. We were all artists, so we talked about our work, politics, and how we were surviving in the city. The host was a man named Alan.
2: Toward the end of the dinner, as it was wrapping up, um, Alan just sort of casually said, would anyone like to hear the latest that came in today from Apology?
1: Apology was Alan's newest project. Doug's girlfriend Carrie vaguely remembered it had something to do with people calling a phone line? Alan held up a cassette tape.
2: Alan was standing and sort of gesticulating, and yeah, he was excited. And we all kind of said, well, sure.
1: Alan walked over to his cassette player, popped in the tape, and turned out the lights. First, we listened to what every person who called Alan's phone line would hear, an outgoing message in Alan's deadpan voice. This is apology. Apology is not associated with the police or any other organization, but rather is a way for you to tell people what you have done wrong
2: and how you feel about it. All statements received by apology will be played back to the public, so please do not identify yourself. Talk for as long as you want.
1: Then we heard the voices of callers who'd left messages.
2: I witnessed a crime. I did not report it. Down in the men's room at Penn Station, someone being forced in the booth and being robbed. I feel very
1: badly about not reporting it. right. I'm really sorry because I'm white, female, and rich. I would like to stop feeling the way I do about the blacks and the Puerto Ricans and the
0: Chinese and the Japs. I just wanted to say I'm sorry to all those poor souls out there that wake up black and blue the next day after I beat the shit out of them. I've got not really an apology to make
2: except to one person who's my lover listening on an extension and I'm sorry that I've made his life difficult. To him, I love you. Max, I
1: apologize. Around the dinner table, no one moved. Everything became quiet except the tapes. The calls kept coming and became more disturbing. Well, I guess, uh, you know, the- To the 15 or 20 people that I've stolen money from and mugged and robbed and
2: frightened. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't have to say it 15
1: times, do I? (laughs) This last caller wasn't like the others. Let's see, there's uh, Henry. uh Henry. Killed Henry. He
2: was a neighbor. He was a, uh, he was a classmate of mine.
1: Around the table, the mood suddenly changed.
2: The atmosphere in the room just shifted from this convivial, you know, post-dinner contentment to abject horror as this, uh, almost this incubus sort of entered the room through the speaker and, and was actually in the room with us fantastic service that you're doing. It was a very tortured, uh, yet dangerous sounding person. The world would be full of people like me if we just knew that all we had to do was just say, I'm sorry, and everything is all right. Hearing that voice and watching that light just blinking, blinking, blinking red and uh, kind of wanting it to stop.
1: (laughs) Alan got up and turned the lights back on. He looked around, waiting for a response.
2: I just remember us all looking over our empty wine glasses at each other with our jaws hanging open. No one could say a thing. I think we all (laughs) just silently put on our coats and we just sort of filed out quietly and said, thank you very much.
1: (laughs) Doug and Carrie were quiet on the walk to the subway.
2: Once we were On the train, I just remember looking at every, all these faces and wondering, is that that sicko who was just, you know, just confessing everything to us? You know, it wasn't something you listen to and then just move on.
1: I couldn't move on either. Alan's art project was starting to take on a life of its own, and it would eventually take over his life and mine.
0: Did you feel it? I bet you did. That's all for today. Thanks for listening to New York City Crime Report.